Hello. This is a test of the um, Percy Jackson alert system. Hello. Hi. Last night as I was trying to go to sleep past midnight, like at 12, 12, 15 at night, there was a bird actively chirping outside the window. Did you hear that when you came in? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. there was like a really active bird at like past midnight. I was like, why? Yeah. What There's time do you think a, it is? The birds are very active right now, too. Like yeah. they probably are vaguely in the background. Yeah. I was like, I thought that was odd. You usually yeah. don't hear them. Yeah. Not... Not at night. Yeah. Not, not in the middle of the night, no. Yeah. There's also like a frog or something like out there. Like, Some kind of chirping sound. Yeah. I didn't like, hear that. Yeah. I just heard a bird. There was so much wildlife that I was aware of trying to go to sleep last night. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Chronically Olympus, the podcast in which my co-host and I discuss the Percy Jackson and the Olympian series chapter by chapter and today we are discussing chapter 21 of The Lightning Thief. This chapter is called I Settle My Tab. I am a concerned citizen. I'm just going to pitch in some money for this poor kid to get home. Um, just really... Like, these three kids, they've been through a lot. I'm just going to pitch in some money for that. Uh, also known as Kristen, and this is my co-host. Hey, I'm Broseiden, Lord of the Brosian. Uh, you don't also- have to flex when you say it. Uh, <laughs> no uh, one can see you. <laughs> also known as Chris. Um. This is Broseiden. I can't make the voice unless I'm flexing. Down, showing off my muscles. Anyway, also I'm known as Chris. Hello. Hello. Hi, Chris. How are you? Good. How are you? Pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, you want to go yeah. ahead and just get this out of the way right here at the beginning? I mean, we haven't bantered. I mean, no, no. You just want to get this. I want to get this out of the way right here at the beginning. Get, get. You finished the book. You read ahead. Why are you? Why are you disclosing things that, like, the listening public doesn't need to know? Because they do need to know. Okay. This is something, this is a, this is a betrayal, very specific one that you've done before. You're a repeat offender at this point. Not a lot of plot happens in the final chapter of the book, I'll just say that. Yes, but you read the last chapter. You read ahead a whole chapter. You know what happens after this. Uh... Yes, and all of it were things that I knew were going to happen anyway, so it's it's fine. So you just spoiled it for me. <laughs> ah, I'm sorry I'm bad at this uh, chapter by chapter weekly podcast. Yeah. Bi-weekly? Yeah. So we've turned into a bi-weekly podcast? We have. What are our advertisers think about that? Uh, we don't have any. Oh, I forgot. Well, you, now that you say that, it does remind me, uh, I was brushing my teeth the other day, and <laughs> I... Oh. Yeah? <laughs> Did you get your Manscaped order in? <laughs> Kristen, how do we start this podcast? We banter, and cool. then... Check. Uh, then... <laughs> Somebody's giggly today. We do our summaries. I had a... I apparently slept really well. I'm glad. Apparently I had a great night of sleep. Mm-hmm. 
And I just ate some delicious food. So, I had, yeah, and I had a great weekend, too. Like, sister-in-law's birthday, nephew's birthday. Got to spend a lot of time with people that I love. It was great. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. All right. Uh, so summaries. Who's doing one of those first? Uh, mine's really long. That's just mine. Just I had a lot. That's a dense chapter. I did have a lot of bullet points as well. I have like uh, like two or three more than I normally do. Yeah. So, either way, if you want to go first, go for it, or I'll just jump in. I think I have fifteen bullet points. Okay, I'm just gonna jump in before right. we keep discussing it. Um, so here are my bullet points for the chapter. Percy gets off the hook and gets back at Gabe. Split the party. Security guard is totally reading the Dresden files. <laughs> Olympus is just as advertised. Love Poseidon's vibe. Good thing they believed him, but did they have a choice? Fractal daddy issues. Hey, look, it's Kronos. No way. Uh, <laughs> the gods are all cheery folk. Hades pays his debts. Gabe gets no redemption arc. And the prophecy comes true. Does the prophecy come true, though? Part of it. Which part? For sure. Uh, he fails to say what matters most in the end. Oh. 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 Yeah. Did you not get that? I didn't. There's even a line directly referencing it. I know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah? Okay. All right. Well, um, then I'll go ahead and read my summary here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Blowing my mind here. <laughs> quote, this crazy kidnapper, a.k.a. Ares, unquote, the police and reporters raise the money to get the kids back to New York, and Zeus lets him pass. Percy goes to the Empire State, Olympus, uh, alone. Uh, Zeus and Poseidon. Percy defers to his father. Percy tells his story to the gods. Zeus lets him live and warns against flying. Zeus and Percy discuss Kronos. Hades returned Sally Jackson for the helmet. The Olympians acknowledge Percy's herodom. Returning home to find his mother and Gabe's poker friends. Gabe kicks Percy out. The Medusa head is in his room and Percy leaves the head for his mother to decide if she would use to free herself from Gabe. Because I didn't know how to bullet point that. <laughs> very, very straightforward. Yep. Cool. Um, so this is a, an emotionally dense chapter. Oh, there's yeah. A, there's a lot we should talk about. Uh, but the chapter opens up with uh, them kind of wrapping up this whole Percy's a wanted fugitive plot line. Yeah. Uh, and they get this story fed to them by reporters being like, oh, no, here's actually what happened because mortals wanted to see themselves. Uh, you know, it wasn't Percy all along. He was actually kidnapped by this crazy guy who's actually Ares. And, like, there is a big standoff in L.A. where somehow Percy got a hold of a gun and, like, got away from him. And somebody shot a gas line, which exploded and blew up all the cop cars. And it's all very logical and rational. Yeah. Um, and all these things that they had blamed Percy for were, like, actually somebody else's fault, like the St. Louis Arch, and, you know. Obviously. Who, what 12-year-old could blow up the St. Louis Arch? Come yeah, on. I mean, Can, Couldn't know. pull that off. Was it the kindergarten incident? <laughs> I want to know. Thanks for, the, thanks for that callback. I want to know how that worked out. 
Um, and then Percy gets on TV, gets interviewed, and, uh, you know, is just like, you know what, I just want to get back to my loving stepfather. Every time I saw him on, on the air calling me a punk delinquent. Yep, and uh, gives the phone number for the store and is like, hey, he's giving away free appliances to everybody in Los Angeles. Yep, totally. Yeah, totally. It's a lot of appliances. It is. Uh-huh. Uh, and somehow they get money raised because uh, sympathy. The police and... and the reporters pass the hat. Yep. And well, they get enough to buy three kids plane tickets back to New York. Yep. And so they head back. Uh, they get on a plane. They don't really have a choice. They got like one day left. So yeah, they got to fly. Every bit of turbulence is terrifying. Yep. We don't get that whole trip at all from the perspective of Annabeth or Grover. Like we get no input from them. It is just Percy being like, yep. And then we flew back and yep, they, they did this. Yeah. And yep. Then, then I told them to leave and yep. Now we're, now I'm at the Empire State Building. Yeah. They don't even get any dialogue in this chapter. Yeah. This is entirely Percy. Yeah. Uh, the whole way. Uh, so they fly there. Zeus doesn't kill him. They make cool. it. They land in LaGuardia and successfully, safely, and that would have been a plot twist. Yeah, and I was just like, "What are we doing for the next four books?" Like, <laughs> we're just gonna kill Percy in this one, okay? Yeah. Um, next book is him getting out of Hades again. Um, so then they. Oh wait, sorry, I was wrong. Uh, Annabeth does get a line in this where she's uh, trying to drag all the reporters away over to the frozen yogurt stand. Oh, yes, yes. She so. slips on her baseball cap because apparently there's a bunch of reporters waiting for them when they get to New York. She slips on the magic baseball cap, runs away, and says, oh, they're over there. And all the reporters go running that direction. They're by the Froyo. And uh, Grover and Percy and Annabeth are able to get out. We don't resolve the fact that one of them is probably still barefoot. Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, we we but that's a plot point that we don't need anymore, so we're just going to leave that one. But yeah, road. just you know, it's interesting. We 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 don't make a point of of shotting the feet of of any of them. We don't remember when Froyo was a massive cultural thing. Yes, and like there was a Froyo shop on every street corner. Yep, and in every bookstore. And they just all like ninety percent of them just disappeared. Like even pre COVID, like it wasn't COVID that shut them down. They just kind of yeah, they all just kind of went away. Out. Yeah, it was weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> It was a weird phenomenon. Yeah. I feel like now they've been replaced with like boba shops. Yeah, boba shops are a thing. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like the Froyo boba pipeline exists. Next, it's going to be Korean donuts. I was thinking, I was going to say the same thing. Is it mochi donuts next? Is yep. that the new hot thing? Uh, that should be our next deep dive podcast, though, if we want to uh, get into investigative journalism, the Froyo boba pot pipeline and just explore yeah. that whole world. Yeah. Could do. Anyway, so this isn't a Froyo Boba podcast. It is, in fact, one where we talk about Percy Jackson. Uh, so he gets to the Empire State Building. I mean, that's it, it's arbitrary decision on our part to make it about Percy Jackson. <laughs> we could just decide going forward. We're not even going to finish this book, you know? <laughs> one chapter left. Next Good, uh, episode, we're talking about Boba. <laughs> we really frustrate our five listeners. Anyway. <laughs> Hi, guys. Uh, we're going to finish that, I promise. Uh, anyway, he gets to the Empire State Building, talks to a security guard who might be a normie, maybe, but actually isn't. It's not. He's just like, need to get to the 600 floor, and like they play the back and forth, where it's like, oh no, it doesn't exist. Um, and the security guard is reading a book about a wizard, which yeah. you referenced uh, in your in yeah. your summary. Um, I, I immediately assumed it was Harry Potter. 
Okay. Because it says it was about a wizard. Yeah. Could have been Dresden, though. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I feel like that's not the first uh, possible Dresden reference I've encountered in this book, so... See. Yes, that's because you want there to be Dresden references in this book. You know what? When we get big enough to actually like have Riordan on and interview him about uh, all mm-hmm. this stuff, yeah, we'll ask. Okay, because like we actually, there's a possibility in this book the author isn't dead. So <laughs> with a with enough Twitter pull, we could probably get Riordan on an episode. Is he active on Twitter? Have you checked? I I don't use Twitter, so I wouldn't know. See, <laughs> problem. Anyway, uh. If anybody uh, out there knows Rick Riordan uh, and can tell me if I'm saying his name right, because I'm still not entirely sure how to pronounce it, but if anybody uh, has a contact, please do drop us a line, let us know. We'd like to get on that. Anywho, uh, Percy convinces the security guard to let him up uh, because he shows him the... He threatens uh, him. He literally (laughs) threatens... The kid threatens him with a lightning bolt. The guy's like, no appointment, no visits to Zeus. And he's like, so should I just get this out then? And pulls out the backpack and shows him the lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and that changes his mind. Uh, gets on the elevator. We have a fun little uh, Muzak make moment. Make sure that there's no one else on the elevator. Yeah. And then, yes, we get our Muzak moment. Uh, Again. This is the this is the third elevator scene in this book. Kind of interesting. Like, we had the one at the St. Louis Arch. Then we had go into Hades now we have going to Olympus yeah so we've had we've had three separate instances of elevators yeah I think there's deeply symbolic because what happens with the elevator at the St. Louis Arch is is kind of the first moment Percy has to solo a an attack like he has to he has to solo Mm -hmm. this battle and it's also one of the first times he fully comes to realize some of his water power yeah when he lands in the river yeah it's also a kind of time when the the sword maybe betrays him that like it we don't know what yeah. happened with that and then in hades obviously they're going down to the ferry yes so that kind of yeah a few different elevators but yeah we do have the little scene here on the elevator with uh what what's the song playing uh raindrops keep yes. on my head i was gonna say uh which is a fun stormy reference yeah, it was a stormy reference and so then we get to the 600th floor finally he's standing on a stone walkway at airplane height above manhattan and there is the top of a mountain in the distance yep. that is covered in mansions and palaces and golden streets and yeah it's an interesting moment where we have a look inside percy's head as like the mortal side of him that wants to see what it wants like the the we in the very first paragraph we have like people just see what they want you know Chiron told me that a long time ago yeah and now we have a moment where Percy's fighting against that part of himself and forcing himself to look at what he's seen and like forcing himself to accept that this is what he's seen because that he still has so much like programming that he doesn't want like is this real this can't be real yeah like despite the fact that i have been to hades this can't be real uh so anyway yeah it's a basically an entire greek city you know in modern day not in ruins is the way he describes it yeah it looks like it's uh, all new 
travels through it to get to the Temple of the Gods, very top of the mountain, uh, goes through a market where people are offering to sell him stuff, uh, you know. As seen on Hephaestus TV. Yep. There's there's nymphs throwing olives, like there's uh, a bunch of what might be minor gods and goddesses flitting about, uh, but gets up to the main palace, which like, doesn't really have a name, it's the big temple in Olympus, like we don't name it anything. Yeah. Uh, but it, what is a, you know, a the real version of the uh, replica Hades palace that he encountered in Hades. That was an <laughs> awkward, that was a very awkward sentence. Uh, <laughs> Percy says it looked like Hades palace, or it looked like Hades had designed his palace in, um, in his home. To replicate this. Correct. And he understood why Hades would do that because Hades wasn't, you know, allowed here. He was kicked out of here. Yeah. And uh, Percy feels bad for him for that for a second because, like, getting kicked out of this place would probably suck a lot. Yeah. Because it's, uh, it's a really cool spot. Uh, but everything is, like, color swapped. You know, it's not all yep. black and bronze. It's all white and... Uh, and we walk in, Shiny. we see this enormous throne room, uh, which is like, called to mind for me, like the, uh, Lord of the Rings scene where like, they call this a mine as they're going into the area. A mine! <laughs> it's like, calling this a room is like calling Grand Central Station a broom closet. Like, it's just like, yeah. you know, mm, or, you know, I, 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 again, screwed up that metaphor. I'm really bad at sentences right now, apparently. I mean, you could just read the line where yeah. he references <laughs> Grand Central Station here. Yeah, I could do that, but you know what I mean. Uh, and we have these 12 thrones, to only two of which are occupied. Which really surprised me a lot. Yeah. I expected Zeus to be there. Yes. I was not 100% Poseidon would be there. Oh, yeah. It's the second. It's the penultimate chapter. Yeah, yeah, but I <sighs> felt like it was going to be Zeus and Ares uh-huh. having an argument in there. Yeah. Percy walks in. Yeah. And... Like, there's conflict, yeah. and then Poseidon enters yeah. later in the scene. That's what I expected. Yeah. Uh, so before we get to descriptions of the gods, I just... I also to... was low-key expecting... Sorry. I also was low-key expecting for um, Athena to show up, too. Yeah. Well, that was kind of my point, is, like, where do we think everybody else is? Because, like, we know that there's a good reason for Ares not being there, and we know where uh, Mr. D, yeah. Dionysus, is. So that's two of them. We're, uh, and then, you know, but uh, we're still missing eight gods. Yeah. What are they off doing? Or no, we'll still... Yeah. Yeah, eight. that's math. Yeah, that's that's how math works. It is. Uh, Maybe one of them's in the market. Maybe Hephaestus is working on his TV show. Yeah. You know, working on some productions. You know, maybe uh, maybe a couple of them are out making more heroes in the mortal world. One, well, I mean, one might think with, like, a potential war imminent. Like, and Percy mentions this going through it. Like, nobody in the in Olympus seems to be concerned at all. Yeah, that like, this is the deadline and that there's yeah. going to be some kind of conflict. Like, on the eve before all that war between the gods, you'd think they'd all be there. Yeah. But maybe not. They're in the other books. Yeah. We've got to encounter them at some point. Maybe. Um, anyway, so we have Zeus described for the first time. Uh, older guy wearing a uh, dark blue pinstripe suit, uh, sitting on a th- platinum throne. Eyes look like a storm cloud. I have a question here. Yeah. 
Ares shifted into his god form. Yes. And it would have killed Percy to look at him. Yeah. Why are these guys hanging out in Olympus not in their, like, god form? Because they wanted to hear Percy out and they didn't want to immediately kill him as well, soon as Well, maybe that's where out. everybody else is. I don't know. <laughs> this is... I'm just thinking. I'm thinking out loud now. Yeah. All right. Anyway. We need to dive more into the, the lore on that. Uh, so that's... We have this description. And then we meet Poseidon. Yep. He's there. In his Tommy Bahama and his... What is it? Black slides or something? Yeah. Yep. In his uh, deep sea fishing chair <laughs> throne. Yep. With his trident in his uh, fishing pole holder. Yep. Which was a reveal uh, spoiled for us by Steve. Yeah. Uh, with his with his, with his Halloween costume. Yes. Um... Which I think I shared on Instagram stories. I don't think I posted it on our actual feed, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, so I, I knew that was coming, but like would have been delighted to find out uh, either way. So anyway, uh, love Poseidon's vibe, as I put down in my bullet point summary. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I have joked with Kristen uh, for a long time in our personal life, because, you know, we talk when we're not on the podcast occasionally. It's, it's... really weird. It's a big effort, you know. Um, but it's a big I, ask. I've been saying for years that uh, I slowly have to, uh, you know, take steps toward uh, making this my old man persona. Is the uh, you know the Margaritaville like uh, Hawaiian shirts and khakis all day every day kind of uh, yeah. Your Jimmy Buffett persona. Yeah. So uh, you know. Yeah, you've been saying I, that for years. <laughs> like I remember the first time that you pitched this idea to me, we were playing Minecraft, and I was a. Uh, it was in the world where we built the giant desert temple. Okay. Like, I was digging in the mine underneath that desert, and that was the first time you pitched this idea to me. I don't remember that. You have a much better memory. Oh, for I me. very specifically remember you pitching this idea that you wanted this to be your persona. Or you were just like, I have to leave him before he does this. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh. No. It's just like, our, there are other personas for, you know, childless people. Yeah. It's just like, as a childless white man, I've only got so many options as to what my old man persona can be. Um, anyway. Sure. But yeah, it does 100% line up with that kind of persona that you had an idea for. Yeah. Uh, and then Percy uh, immediately like bows down, doesn't look at them because he feels like that'd probably be a stupid idea. Uh, and your dress is Poseidon first. Yes. Says father. And Zeus gets a bit miffed by that. He's yeah. like, "I'm the head of the house." Yeah, I'm not gonna address me first. And Poseidon's like, "Shut up." He's he my kid. Of course, he's gonna address me first. So he defers to his father. Yeah. So stop it. Peace, brother. Yeah. Uh, and the first, uh, uh, the first thing that Poseidon says about him here really is, uh, "I have admitted my wrongdoing." And, like, that is that is the first real, like, interaction that Percy has with his dad. Yeah, because Zeus, like, Zeus challenges him, you still claim him. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I've, I've admitted my wrongdoing. Yeah, and just like... Percy's the evidence of that. Percy's the cause of the admission. Yeah. Yeah. And and Percy mentions that, and he's just like, was that all I was? Like In I his just, head, he I doesn't just, say it out loud. Yeah, I'm just a mistake, and they're just openly talking about that. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um... But they argue a bit, and then Zeus agrees to hear him out. Yeah. His side of the story. Percy uh, tells him entirely what happened with the Ares and the betrayal and, like, all that kind of stuff and uh, the deal with Hades. 
And Zeus says something like, um, you know, I sense that he's telling the truth, but it's weird that Ares would do this. Is it though? No, 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 no. That's why I put down, like, um, that's why I have the question in my bullet points of, did they have a choice but to believe him? Because, like, we can assume that, I don't know if all the gods do, but Zeus has known where he was the entire time. Like, Zeus specifically mentions, hey, I was merciful in not killing you as soon as you got on the plane. He like, knew, Zeus has been he knows aware of... where he was when he was in his domain. Uh-huh. He, he may not have known where he was throughout the rest of their trip. Like, yeah. the whole point of why they couldn't go by plane was because they couldn't go through Zeus's domain. Yeah. But then how is Ares always able to know exactly where they were? My point being is that I feel like the gods have, like, basically been watching this whole thing and know well, what's been happening. We had the, we have, Ares probably hired the Chimera mm-hmm. to find him. Uh-huh. Not to kill him because Ares needed to give him the bolt still. Uh-huh. And he had the Helm of Darkness. Ares was following them the whole time. Yeah. Like, we even have that whole conversation about the Helm of Darkness in that scene before the Chimera at the Arch. Uh So I think Ares was following them. And I think that's how he knew where stuff was and what was going on. Okay, I just had a question about, like, the, you know... What level of omnipotence or um, omniscience do they have? Yeah, like, how, how aware they are of what's been happening here, like... You know, I don't think they are. And I think even if they could be, they could, they, they're not interested. Uh-huh. Like, maybe they can be. Maybe they can just look down and be like, oh, there he is. But, like, I don't think they care. And I think when Zeus cared, like, what I'm curious about is how one of the gods can't know where their symbol of power is. Yeah. Which apparently they can't because both Zeus and Hades are Yeah, both of them clueless. didn't know where their stuff was. Yeah. Uh... But they do have magical eye-detecting powers, so Zeus is just like, well, I feel like he's telling the truth, but why would Ares do this? And then Percy offers the suggestion of, uh, it wasn't him, it was somebody else pulling the strings, because I've been having these dreams, and Ares mentioned having the dreams, and etc., etc. And then he kind of hints toward uh, something being in Tartarus, and Zeus is just like, no, not him, no, no. Not to talk about that. Well, yeah, Zeus and Poseidon have a brief little private exchange uh-huh. where Percy hears the word father, and yep. this is your fractal father issues. Yes. And we have Zeus do exactly what you just said. Nope, we're not going to talk about it. Yeah, shuts it down. I've got to go clean my master bolt to get the stench of this human off of it, basically. Yep. Uh, and then Zeus is taken off, uh, turns to Percy, and is just like, hey, yeah, I'm going to acknowledge that you uh, actually did a thing for me. Cool. Uh, Percy tries to acknowledge his friends who helped him along the way. Yeah. And Zeus is just like, yeah, to, to reward you, I'm not going to kill you. And, so, uh, But don't ever fly. <laughs> don't, don't ever, ever fly. presume to enter my domain again. Yeah. Uh, he says, don't fly and uh, don't let me find you here. Basically, he's like, don't ever enter my domain again. Never come back to Olympus. And, like, that's your thanks for doing this task Does he for me. specifically say don't come back to Olympus? Because I feel like he says, like, don't enter the sky again. Like, Well, he says don't let me find you here when I come back. Yeah. Which is kind of implying. But like, if he's part of, like, Camp Half-Blood, he's going to come here twice a year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, at least at the winter solstice. Yeah. So, Zeus is kind of a jerk. <laughs> it's like, you know. 
Percy did no wrong here and, like, was the one who brought him his bolt back. And the best Zeus can do is, like, I'm not going to kill you. Yeah. Why would he kill him in the first place? He did nothing wrong. Because he's a god who doesn't <laughs> care. Other than the fact that he's upset that Poseidon had a kid against their agreement. Yeah. And but we've already had, like, the whole situation where Zeus's kid got turned into the tree. And I think Zeus did that himself, didn't he? Uh, I don't... Th- maybe? Maybe. Something. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Zeus leaves, and then uh, Poseidon and Percy get to have a little chat themselves. Uh, and this is when we bring up Kronos. Mm-hmm. Uh, by name, where even in the halls of Olympus, Kronos, like, sucks the light out of the room. Yeah, but so. then they say it again. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I found that interesting. Yeah. Uh, Poseidon doesn't yell at him for using the name, so there's that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and Poseidon goes into a little uh, history lesson about the first war uh, between the Olympians and the uh, Titans, Titans and how that went down and how Kronos got scattered about and thrown in the pit of Tartarus and every now and then he like gathers his enough strength to reach out into the world and give mortals nightmares and tries to pull off something. Yeah. Uh, and then Percy's just like, this time might be different. Like he's actively trying to get out and he's healing like something. Something's, something's changed. Something's going down. And Poseidon's just like, well, that's a shame because Zeus was like, uh, shut up. Yeah, we're not, we're not discussing him. <laughs> we're not, not going to talk about it. And he and has closed the matter. So when he has closed it. Apparently that's uh, that's it. Yep. Cool. Because like none of the gods would ever think about doing something against Zeus's wishes. Never. <laughs> yeah. Not Ares. <laughs> Not Athena, eh, not totally. Poseidon. None of that would happen ever, right? Nope, never. Uh, or they at least, are all in one accord. Or at least not here in the temple. Yeah. No. Maybe they'll have a more frank conversation about that somewhere else. Which god is Frank? Uh, is he the god of dad jokes? <laughs> possibly. Uh, and then they have a little heart-to-heart about, uh, you know, them them kind of being awkward around each other. Uh, at some point in here, Percy is just like, I appreciate him not trying to say that he loves me or anything like that because it would have felt fake. Yeah. And like the fact that Poseidon doesn't seem to know what to do with him feels more genuine and Percy can appreciate that. Yeah. And Poseidon is just like, yeah, I, uh, you know, obedience doesn't come easy to you. Uh, apparently this is a, a thing we have in common. I like that though. I, <sighs> uh, that. Because this is another moment uh, when they're physically describing Poseidon. Uh-huh. He says, I saw in Poseidon's eyes the same thing that made people think I was a rebel. Uh-huh. Like, and I, I, I just liked that, like, connection and comparison. Yeah. You know, besides the fact that it was like, we have the same eyes and all of this. Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, here when, when Poseidon tells him to do something and he goes, but... Uh, Yes, sir. Yeah. And Poseidon's response to that is fantastic. Like, obedience doesn't come easy to you, does it? The sea does not like to be restrained. Yeah. That's my fault. Yeah. Because of the sea. Uh, And then Poseidon uh, shrinks down and becomes the size of a regular person to approach him. Yep. Which I feel like means something. Yeah. Uh, And then tells him that, uh, oh, hey, by the way, your mom's back. Yes. Well, and he, I like the fact that when he's ready to discuss Sally, 
uh-huh. he does come down to to human size. Yeah, I I appreciate that a lot because it it makes it less. You know, it, it allows Percy to hear talk about his mom, not from a god, but from a person. You're like, I don't yeah. know. Where uh, apparently he got that back because uh, he sent Hades back the helm. And yeah, when Hades got the helm, he just sent the mother back. Now, Poseidon is able to know that, so maybe you are right. <laughs> maybe maybe you are right. Yeah, I, I feel like there's v- dramatic inconsistencies in how much knowledge the gods have about things. Yeah. So like maybe mortals are different from half bloods, possibly, and heroes and such. Who knows? Gosh, it's still so hard to say that. <laughs> anyway, half bloods. Yeah, it feels so derogatory. No. I mean they call it Half Blood Hill, no. and it's it's Camp Half Blood. Like, yep, it's in the name. I just ugh. okay. Yes. <laughs> uh. Anyway. Uh. And Percy almost offers to, like, you know, have him come and see his mom with him. And then it was just like... That would be weird. That'd be probably be a bad time. Wouldn't work out. Yeah. But Poseidon tells him there is a package waiting for you and you will have a decision to make. Yep. The mention of package made me think and then realize that there doesn't seem to be any fallout from sending the Medusa head. Yeah. To the gods. I didn't make that connection at all. Okay. Like, see, I didn't see that coming. And so. when he said package, my brain went, there was no fallout from the Medusa head. Now, I didn't think it was going to be the Medusa head at all. Like, I didn't think the package that was waiting for him would be that. Yeah. I just, like, stopped in that moment and went, oh, there wasn't any fallout for that, for his impertinence. Like, yeah. what... <laughs> He just showed up here, and the last communication he's... The only communication he's done with Olympus was to mail Medusa's head here. Yeah. So, that, uh... That's a thing that's that gets followed up on. I didn't see that coming. Good job for, uh, for catching that one. Well, I... And again, I did not think that this... I was surprised when the package was, you know... Like, by the time he looked at the box and said the description of the size of the box, I was like, oh. Yeah. Now I know. And then... Uh, I feel like there's a couple things that we don't really address or go into um, that get brought up once and then don't mean anything, uh, which I want to bring up more extensively in our book wrap-up. However, in this interaction with Poseidon, uh, we don't ever call back to the pearls, which I think was interesting. Yeah, and and there was that's what I thought that the settling of the tab was going to be about, because we specifically have this discussion about the pearls costing something. Yeah. And so far, that hasn't come up. And then yeah. They, like, what, what what, did they cost? Yeah. But Poseidon never mentions them. Yeah, and that's what I thought this chapter was going to be about. I settled my tab. I thought it was going to be about some kind of amount of money he, or some kind of issue with the hotel in Las Vegas. Yeah. And some, and, and the pearls. Like, yeah. those are the two tabs my brain, like, assumed existed. Yeah. One and would- neither of them is a thing in this settling of the tab yeah uh he does have nice things to say about percy's mom yep he's just like yep your mom's really cool uh also sorry you were born yeah so let's talk about the sorry you were born your life is gonna suck um moment yeah because we have this discussion about like i'm i'm sorry that you're gonna have to live a hero's life because a hero's life isn't easy yeah and so like it's interesting to see Poseidon acknowledging that, but also like 
there was an agreement that there not be more children between the the big three. Uh Uh-huh. And so realistically, like, Percy has no reason to, like, be left alone by anybody, any monsters, anything. Yeah. Any of the gods, like... Yeah. Hades had no reason to to let him like to to let him live, especially to let his mother go. Yeah. So that, you know, cuz Percy would have gone back to Hades 100% to get his mother. Yeah. He would have made a plan to go back. Yeah. And Hades could have killed him then. Like it Yeah. It's super weird that that isn't addressed at all. Except in this context where Poseidon is saying, I'm sorry that you're going to have a hero's life. Yeah. I mean, in the uh, revelation that, like, Hades releases Percy's mom uh, back to the world of the living, the way I read that was he did that exclusively so that Percy couldn't say that Hades owed him anything. Mm. And Percy wouldn't have any favors to call in. Yeah, that I returned the helmet to you. You owe me something. Yeah. Yeah. So... I don't know. I, I feel like that's going to be a, a theme throughout the series of, like, nobody wants to have anything to do with Percy because, like, his existence is a, a problem in and of itself. Yeah. So. Maybe. <laughs> but he won't ever have any powerful allies is is another part of that. Yeah. You're going to have a difficult life. Yeah. Except maybe Poseidon, who can't overtly do anything to help him. Yeah. Because that's that's against the rules. Totally. Because I mean, Poseidon would never break any rules, right? Yeah. No. No. No rules. <laughs> <laughs> this book isn't based on a rule he broke. Nope. Totally. Or not. a vow that he broke. Uh, and then Percy gets real sad about uh, how tragic his life is going to be, and stomps off, and then does he stomp off? Well, oh, well, he he starts walking off all sad, um, and. Poseidon calls out to him, and it's just like, by the way, um, you, you done good, kid. Yeah. And you're you're actually my son. Yeah. So. You did good. Good job. Proud of you. Yeah. That thing uh, everybody wants to hear from their father. Yeah. I'm proud of you. So. I feel like the uh, the resolving the daddy issues is going to be a running theme throughout the series as well. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a... Yeah, there's going to be a running, running daddy issues. For sure. Especially because everybody at the camp... <laughs> Is there as somebody who has either left their mortal father or been abandoned by their godfather? Yeah. Like. That's the thing. Camp daddy issues. Yep. Camp daddy issues. Isn't that just every summer camp? No. Anyway. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm not going to call out the entire summer camp concept in this uh, mm-hmm. in this podcast. So he leaves Olympus, uh, gets in a taxi. Goes to his mom's apartment, and Ermagerd, his mom's there. Hey, look, it's Sally. Crazy. Uh, she just appeared back there today, and she had to be told that she's been missing for a month. Yeah, uh, and she says she remembers absolutely nothing between the Minotaur and arriving here. Yep. So, like, cool. She has no memories of Hades. That's good. Uh, yeah. Uh, comes to find uh, Gabe uh, has basically trashed the entire apartment. And uh, Shocking. first first thing he demands is that she has a month's worth of work to uh, make up for. Yep. Cool. Gabe's a great guy. He is a great guy. As we uh, as we discuss more in this chapter, we have confrontation with him, who he's not too happy to have him show back up because, you know, he did cause uh, his business to be flooded with calls from people demanding free appliances. Yep. Uh, we also have 
confirmation in this chapter of something we assumed was true, but that Gabe has hit Sally. Yeah. And Percy's we, never seen it. Have we talked about that before? We, uh, I don't know if we, uh, I assumed because okay. he's abusive verbally in front of Percy. He was probably phys- like physically abusive and we have confirmation for what Percy realizing for the first time. Yeah. That Gabe had definitely hit his mother at some point. Yeah. When he sees his mother flinch. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Gabe, like I said, doesn't get a resumption arc. It's just a, you know, complete piece of trash in this entire uh, interaction. Oh, yeah. Immediately threatens to call the cops because uh, Percy's back. Despite the fact that we had the whole thing on national news about him being cleared and he's not wanted anymore. So, yep. like, what would calling the cops do? Just cause trouble. Uh-huh. I, I like that all of this happens after at the door Sally's like don't make Gabe angry yeah. it's like his existence is gonna make Gabe a- angry just like his existence makes the gods angry like yeah everything about Percy's existence is making authority figures angry he is impertinent <laughs> um and so they had this back and forth and then Percy has this moment of realization that Gabe's been abusive to his mom and has hit her before it's uh you know, it's kind of heavy stuff. Yeah. Um, and gets righteously indignant uh, and pulls the pen out of his pocket before remembering that wouldn't do anything anyway. Yeah, it can't and hurt like, mortals. Yeah. Wait. Um, except he's fully realized his water powers right now. Like, I, I feel like, you know, if he if he wanted to do something, he very much could here. Oh, yeah. Uh, but does not engage and lets... Sally uh, kind of diffused the situation, takes Percy to his room. Uh, they uh, and this is where Percy sees the basketball-shaped box, yeah, or sized box. Yep, and there's a package. And what's mm-hmm. what's in the box? What's in the package, Kristen? It says "Return to Sender." Uh huh. And it has the address that Percy wrote. Yep. To the gods, Mount Olympus. Yeah. Percy Jackson, and so this is definitely. The box that he sent the Medusa head to the gods in, and it has been returned to sender. Yeah. So, who did that? Poseidon knows it's there, so Poseidon probably arranged this. What do you think the point of this is? I think that Poseidon cared about Sally, Uh and he sent it to Gabe. Uh And if Gabe opened it, it would protect Sally. Yeah, or but, avenge her in some way. But also, like, Poseidon knew he didn't because he was just like, Percy, you have a decision to make about the package. Yes, and Percy can choose to stonify Gabe. He's giving him a weapon that he can use because his his water power is imprecise. Uh-huh. He can make waves. Uh-huh. Like, in, in an apartment, he might be able to flood the bathtub. <laughs> like, what can he do? Yeah. Besides make life mildly annoying for Gabe. And in reality, make it annoying for the building super. Yeah. Not for not for Gabe as so much. Yeah. The sword can't hurt him. Percy's not physically in a position where he can hurt him. Uh-huh. Or, you know, do anything to protect Sally. Yeah. Uh, I was just thinking along the lines of whether or not it was a test. I don't whether know. Whether Poseidon was just like... I want to see what he does with this. Yeah. For for some reason. See if he's a true hero. Because a true hero, uh, as Percy insists, would not uh, 
just randomly kill someone even though they're a terrible person. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's intended as a test or if it's just intended as a gift to be like, I'm giving you the power that you need and you have to decide what to do with it. So there's that. Um, he briefly has fantasies about uh, ascending Gabe to Hades and how fun that would be. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately decides not to uh, and then tells his mom what it's all about. And it's just like, so. Here's what happened. Yeah. So, by the way, uh, I'm going to give this to you. You know, if he threatens you again, yep. here's, a, here's a fun box yep. that can solve all of your problems. Uh, and they have a heart-to-heart. Uh, he insists that she go and do something better with her life than this, and he knows she's better than this. Well, and, and this deserves is, more. He has found out that Smelly Gabe protected him by existing. Uh-huh. And that, like, Sally had found a scuzzy person to protect Percy. Uh-huh. And now that Percy is known and claimed by Poseidon, everyone knows that he exists and he's all, there's, there's no protecting him. Yeah. Especially with the national coverage and him being like, here's my father-in-law's business. Yeah. Or father-in-law. Here's my stepfather's business. Interesting Freudian slip, Freudian slip there. Um. But we have... We have... Sally no longer needing... Well, Percy no longer needing Gabe as protection from the supernatural. Yeah. And it no longer being a thing. So if Percy's not going to live there, he's going to go to the camp. Yeah. Then Sally doesn't have a need to stay with Gabe in order to protect Percy at all. Yep. And she can leave and actually be happy for once in the last, you know, 14 years. Uh, And we have this uh, kind of echo of the moment where he's with Poseidon, where Sally tells him that she, uh, that he reminds her of his father Mm -hmm. being like, yeah, see this in you, you know, this is uh, apparently Poseidon offered her all kinds of things uh, Mm -hmm. and was just like, I'll build you a palace at the bottom of the sea and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but did not want him to solve uh, any of her problems, which I find interesting. Like, apparently Poseidon offered to deal with this and was just like, hey, I'll protect you. I'll build you a palace, like all this stuff. And Sally was just like, no. Well, with that, though, it would be like, (laughs) here, Sally, you and your son Uh go live alone in the bottom of the ocean. Got, got, you know, naiads and stuff down there. There's, there, that's not a life. <laughs> yeah. And the kid can't be known by any of the supernatural beings. Yeah. To For what he is. So, yeah, no. it's That would be a life of isolation. Yeah. To be protected that way. Yeah. Uh, so, she turns down per- Percy's offer of help and is just like, you can't solve my problems for me. Uh, and Percy's just like, all right, well, I guess I'm going back to camp. Yeah. I'll see out the rest of the summer, and then we'll we'll go from there. But yeah, then uh, decides to empower his mom, be like, you know, if she's going to get out of this, she has to do it herself. I'm going to leave her the box, see what happens there. Yeah. And he leaves. Packs his stuff, goes back to camp. He does. Cool. And that is the chapter. It is. Miss anything? We have the moment as he's leaving uh-huh. where he can picture his mom 
imagine Gabe as a garden statue. Uh-huh. That that's the that's that closing little scene and I enjoyed that. Yeah. That's all. That I think that's everything in the chapter. That meatloaf surprise. Indeed. Mm-hmm. That was uh that was almost my character for this one. Yeah, meatloaf. I, I'm a I'm a meatloaf surprise, also known <laughs> as Chris. I've just been in the oven during this movie. <laughs> Just chilling in the oven. All right. So there it is. What do we do next? Next we do our favorite sentences. Cool. And you did your summary first, so I'll do my favorite sentence first. Go for it. Um, it, it, it it's technically two sentences. <sighs> Go ahead. I have brought you a hero's fate. And a hero's fate is never happy. It is never anything but tragic. Yeah. It's pretty deep. Yeah. Deep and dark, like the ocean. (sighs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) This, this, these themes, the symbolism. I know, it's crazy. Uh, So mine is also uh, depressing. Kind of, sort of. Uh, I mean, references, emotions that are heavy. Uh, so my favorite sentence is a steely look of anger flared in my mother's eyes and I thought just maybe I was leaving her in good hands after all next sentence her own yes which I took off because I will I I follow the rules (laughs) technically it's not a sentence it's just her own so it's reiterating it's rephrasing you followed along did you have that one written down yes I did okay did you have a backup plan in case uh I had chosen your favorite sentence. Yeah. Okay. Glad to know you have contingencies for me. But I think that it's it's fair to be like, those are the two best sentences in this chapter. Like, because yeah. we both picked, like, you decided you really wanted to talk about this sentence that I talked about, yeah. that I chose. And then I also wrote down the sentence you wrote down. Correct. So, yeah. Obviously, best two sentences in the, in the chapter. Yeah. Obvi. What do we do next? Next, uh, we do our rewrites. As I've been told, that's when we pick a different perspective uh, in the chapter, a different character or something, and rewrite the chapter from that particular character's perspective as a fun little creative challenge. Yes, but how many times can you say nut milk bag in a row without messing up? Not many, so let's move on. (laughs) So... uh, What was the one you you tongue-tied in the end of Narnia? I don't remember. What was the what was that one? So, probably so many things. I'm very bad at speaking, which is why I don't. I, I <laughs> which don't know. Which is why you do a podcast. I don't know why I do an audio medium. Uh, so You're anyhow, very good at speaking. Thank you. We have already established that we did our rewrites from different characters. Yes, which is a win because like we did a stretch of like three in a row where they were the same. I don't know if it was that many. Uh, so as evidenced in my intro, I did Poseidon. Who was yours by Kristen? Uh, mine is revealed in the first sentence, so I'd prefer to just read it. Almost positive yours is Sally Jackson, but if you would like to go ahead and do it. Not Sally Jackson. Wow. Okay. Go ahead. I am more than an object. Okay. I am more than a symbol. I am the very bolt of Zeus, Lord of Air. And this backpack is getting thrown around a lot. Cars upon cars, and what's more, an airline security x-ray machine seriously 
But on the plane for six hours was the closest I've been to returning home after six months. Yes, six mortal months is pennies, but being removed from Olympus, from the gods, from Zeus's hand, feels like so much longer. And after so much talk, I am free of this mortal hero who has returned me home. It is time to bathe. In the waters of Lemnos. Yep. Cleanse that mortal stink off of you. Gotta get it off. <laughs> that was fun. Yep. Didn't expect that. <laughs> I no. enjoyed it. You should have gone second, because mine's kind of like a downer oh. <laughs> uh, for this emotionally heavy chapter. But yeah. um, I mean, it is an emotionally heavy chapter, so it's relevant. Yeah. yeah. Should I go ahead and do mine? Yeah. Hit right. us. Uh, so here's... With the feels. So here's mine. Being immortal does not make one wise, wealthy, or powerful. It gives one precisely one thing, and that is time. What an individual chooses to do with that time makes all the difference. I have spent eons building an empire beneath the waves, warring, laughing, celebrating, scheming, loving, and exacting the vengeance of the sea. But I have not spent a single decade in all of that time being a father. I know no more about raising a son than a man who has spent forever painting knows how to comprise a symphony. And so he stands before me, giving respect that, in his eyes, I have not earned. In his place, I don't know if I'd do the same. I can see we're different but in the end so very similar, and I know not what to offer him. My own father offered me nothing, less than nothing, and as ignorant as I may be about children, I know I can give him more than that. There you go. Poseidon's reflections on fatherhood. Yeah. You know, I mean, anything's better than being eaten. Accurate. <laughs> anyway. Having to have your brother Zeus come cut you out or whatever. That's what I've been, belly. That's what I've been told. Yeah. From people who have been eaten before. Is Zeus actually... Zeus is the youngest? No. I I, Cause all I of would this, have to I would have All to of the siblings get eaten, and she replaces Zeus, isn't it, with the, with the rock? I would have to go and look up the whole storyline now. I... You're you're making me be accurate, and I have to go read a thing. Okay. If you want to actually talk about this, well, we can review it and revisit it on the next episode because I thought that whoever it was that freed all of the Olympians from the belly of Kronos was in fact the youngest, but I might be wrong. Yeah. Anyway, that was my rewrite. Cool. Yeah. A lot of father energy in that. Very, very fractal father issues. I I agree with your assessment from your summary. Yeah. uh, I'm not projecting at all. No. Anyway. No. No father issues. (laughs) None. From either of us. All right. That being said, would you like to close this out, Kristen? Thank you so much for joining us today as we discussed the penultimate chapter of Percy Jackson, The Lightning Thief. Join us next time as we discuss the final, the ultimate, chapter 22.
the prophecy comes true. See, I made it rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. In the meantime, if you want to interact with us, you can join us on social media at Chronically Podcast on Facebook and Instagram at Chronically Pod on Twitter, or you can email us your fan art of Poseidon in his Tommy Bahama shirt at Chronically Podcast at gmail.com. Steve, you can just send us a selfie. And if you want to support us on Patreon, you can do so at patreon.com slash chronically podcast and get nothing in return. You know, just the knowledge that you're pretty cool. I will send you a picture of me in a Tommy Bahama shirt if you send us money on Patreon. I, I promise that with 100% guarantee. Do you have a Tommy Bahama shirt? No, but I'll get one. Okay. <laughs> Good. I will use your money. I feel like I know at least three people I could borrow one from. I will use your money on Patreon to go start expanding my Hawaiian shirt wardrobe, and I will send you pictures of me in them. Build up your (laughs) Jimmy Buffett personality. Yes. For your Margaritaville retirement. Yep. Thank you so much for joining us today, and. Until next time. Until next time. Don't put a God's, like, symbol through an x-ray machine. I was going to say, don't look a gift God in the mouth. Gift God. Bye. Bye. a mine as they're going in the oh, area. A mine! It's been happening. <laughs> you know, a, the real version of the uh, replica Hades Palace that he encountered in Hades. That was an awkward, <laughs> that was a very awkward sentence. Uh, <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today as we discussed... Sorry, I got my phone went off. Hey, I'm Broseiden, Lord of the Brosian. <laughs> no oh. one can see you. <laughs> also known as Chris. Um, I'm mine. My own father offered me nothing. Less than nothing. Your own father ate you. You interrupted an emotional finish. <laughs> As I've been told, that's when we poke a. Uh, when you poke it. You're Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. yeah. Buffett. Buffett. Yeah. You're Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> Persona. Yeah. Mm, or, you know, I, I, I again screwed up that metaphor. I'm really bad at sentences right now, apparently. I mean, you... Hello. Uh, so. And then. Remembering what I was saying? Yep. What was I saying?